Hey world, you're listening to The Real Rob Taylor on realrobtaylor.com. Out of Liverpool, little triggers are at the vanguard of a new wave of rock and roll that we are privileged to witness erupting, with influences ranging from the small faces to the sex pistols. Frontman Tom Hamilton and Jay Radcliffe have that classic yet distinctive sound that gives little triggers music a style that transcends generations. So get excited. Last year saw the storming release of Feed Me and the new single Yeah Man is out on the Friday of the 9th of July. With a preview of that and more, Tom joins me now. How are you, Tom? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, remarkably well. Thank you very much, and uh, and all, all the better to be talking to you. I, uh, as uh, I mentioned before we came on, that that I'm, I, you know, I, it, occasionally you hear a band, you go, yeah, 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 I really want to talk to him. So, so when your uh, when your PR guy got in touch with me and, and said, do you want an interview with Little Triggers? I'm like, oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I leapt uh, at the opportunity. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So, um, so let's start at the beginning. Um, uh, Tell us um, uh, a little bit about your origins. Um, I know that the band's evolved over time, as, as many bands have. Uh, you released your, first, your, your debut album in 2019, but it stretches back a little bit further than that. So just fill us in on how you kind of got to where you are at the moment. Yeah, well, it was sort of came out of... Um, I was in a teenage rhythm and blues band from Carlisle called The 45s, and uh, they split up after they got offered a record deal. For, uh, <laughs> it was a six-figure deal, but they all said no. Wow. Um, so I moved to Liverpool to join Lipper, the uh, the music school where Paul McCartney used to go to mm-hmm. his proper school way back in the day. And um, yeah, it was a sort of a continuation of that, doing um, 60s R&B stuff, like, you know, all the songs that the Stones or the Kinks or the Who would have covered. Um, and then it just slowly got a bit more rocky and we were... A turned into a four-piece sort of rock band um, and then they, they split up but uh, me and Jay decided to keep going as a two-piece anyway and we right, couldn't be right. bothered auditioning a new bass player so I bought an octave pedal. <laughs> cool, so you, yeah you're, you're very much sort of uh, making the most of what you've got really and and, uh, and just sort of running with it. Um, no, that, that's totally cool. So, um, so tell me about the band name Little Triggers, uh, it's a kind of, um, it's a little bit ambiguous, where did that come from? Uh, I was sort of desperately scrambling around for a new band name because I wanted to change it and uh, I came up with some really horrible ideas so (laughs) I was like um, I'm gonna have to find a decent one so I was just looking at the back of all my records and uh, that it was on the back of uh, Elvis Costello this year's model his first one with uh, the attractions there's a song on it called Little Triggers and that sort of stood out and I thought yeah that sounds quite cool it's excellent a slow love song which is not very you know fitting but i like the title of it it's a great song as well though to be fair no cool i mean it's um uh, uh, yeah i i, I kind of know what you mean if you if you were um um uh well it, uh, you you from what I've heard of you, I haven't heard your entire back catalogue yet, uh, but I hope to get familiar with it pretty soon um that you, slow slow love songs really aren't your kind of thing no we've got one <laughs> okay one well that song ticks that box then yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. so uh, so what what do you make of the, the whole new wave of rock and roll then because uh, you know i was talking to um hunted by elephants not long ago um and uh and, and also uh Stiefel, uh from belgium and they, you know there's this uh, there seems to be this thing sort of bubbling under the surface a little bit ready to kind of explode and um uh, it reminds me a little bit of the of the kind of uh the soul revival we saw with uh, with sharon jones and the dap kings you know it's kind of that 60s sound but it's all new uh all new music um what do you th- is that a fair comparison do you think 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I mean, everything's been so wet for a while now, like Landfill Indy's been carrying on since, <laughs> like, what, over 10 years ago. So, yeah. yeah, need something new and exciting and raw, unless, you know, wet. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Something with a bit of... Um a bit of uh, uh, loin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put it more delicately, but yes, I, I, I quite agree. Um, yeah, uh, I think that the, you know there's a there's a place in the world for uh, for guitar singer songwriters, uh, acoustic singer songwriters, but um, th- but there are a lot of them, <laughs> and yeah. so uh, um, and you know I like the way that you see these cycles, you see these things bounce back and forth, and you know somebody comes along and says, you know we've, we've had enough of that, let's have let's, let's go in totally the opposite direction now. So, um, so no, cool. All right. Well, um, feed me uh, was uh, was the first single that I was sent um, in October last year. Um, could you could you explain what feed me is about and uh, and and uh, just sort of intro the, the the song for us? We'll have a listen to that next. It was inspired by when the government cut the funding to the food banks, um, and we actually donated all the proceeds to food banks. Um, but yeah, uh, it was about just seeing what I was watching the news loads because of um, the virus and all that, and it mm-hmm. was just so much hate and war, and people just seemed to be wanting to be fed hate and stuff all the time. So that's mm. really what inspired it, and just consumption and ruining the planet in general war and famine that was happening all over the world at that <laughs> point in time. Really, so it's a it's a, it's a- primal cry for of agony almost then yeah yeah cool okay let's listen to it then this is little triggers and feed me Oh 
little triggers and feed me. Um, Tom, let's talk about your look uh, because, you know, I've got this, uh, you'll be able to see on the website um, uh, when uh, listeners will be able to go to the website and, and see this this shot of you. Um, and um, your, the, your, the way you present yourself, you know, the, 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 in particular the trousers, it's a totally classic rock and roll style. And I think that we're missing that. I think that we're missing the kind of, the, 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 the sexiness of rock and roll these days. And I think that's where we need to go back to. Is that, is that a look that you're trying to, uh, is that what you're trying to accomplish? Um, <laughs> I think our look really was, uh, we did an interview with Classic Rock and uh, the main quote they used was, we try and look like we've just gone to the bookies in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we think it's important to have an image and we do go for that sort of 70s, maybe late 60s, sort of Jimi Hendrixy kind of a little bit flamboyant kind of thing as well yeah yeah i mean you've certainly uh you've certainly got a very very distinct look of mark bolan about you uh for in, yeah, in, in various ways just me hair yeah, yeah well, it's not just your hair. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And the the hair and the flares and everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everything that, that kind of comes together there. Yeah, certainly. But, uh, but yeah, and I, I think that um, I, 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 from the, the way that the music industry's gone now, you know, it's uh, the, 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 you've got this sort of very, um, uh, the, you know, this, this very highly paid elite, the Taylor Swifts. Uh, of, of the world and you know the, who are doing these big uh, sort of stadium venues and it seems that almost the ladder's been pulled away from smaller bands um, and I, I guess that some of them can make that leap but but really not that many and so so what this results in I think is is um, uh, is rock and roll having um, been neglected for its sexiness almost you know there's been a lot of sort of introspection landfill indie as you call it um, uh, and uh, you know I for one hope that we're, we're going back into that sort of uh, that, that sexier more decadent um, uh, kind of time what do you do you think we're going to be uh, seeing the roaring 20s <laughs> I hope so I think definitely we need some more decadent rock and roll I don't think it's a de- decadent enough I reckon you've hit the nail on the head with that one yeah, I, well, I'm glad we agree on that because I think that that's, that's what we should be hearing more of and it's certainly something that I'm totally lapping up at the moment. Um, and that, uh, at the moment, brings us into, uh, let's have a preview of Yeah Man. This is, your, this is your latest single. This is out this coming Friday as we're recording this. Uh, tell us what Yeah Man's about. That was mainly about when the, uh, the American storms, the uh, Capitol building, you know, right. the lyrics, you know, uh, storm the gate and all that mm-hmm. um, just yeah it's like yeah man you're another dead man it's sort of like you know I just think the way they think people who did that is obsolete therefore you know they're kind of dead in my eyes that was what I was trying to get at anyway mm, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, okay so political comment then oh, that's, that's interesting I didn't really uh, I didn't really pick up on that when I heard it the first time but yeah. um, no it's sort of yeah <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, this is this is interesting because you you know, feed me was about food banks, um, and and now yeah, man is about uh, about storming the storming the Capitol building and, and so on and so. This is you know, it's rock and roll with a with with a message almost. Um, yeah, I don't uh, want to be too preachy, but no, uh, <laughs> I think this is why I said almost. I was trying to think of the right yeah. word, but it's it's with a commentary is what I should have said. Really, I think um, you yeah. know you are you are making comment. They're both really because. 
since the whole virus thing, I've been watching the news. So it's just being inspired by the news, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's not been much else to watch, really. Yeah. <laughs> cool, when you've done all the box sets, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, let's have a listen to, to Yeah Man. This is a preview of the single that's coming out this Friday uh, on all major platforms. Um, this is uh, Little Triggers and Yeah Man.
Yeah, man, by Little Triggers. Uh, Tom's still with me. So, Tom, um, you mentioned that both Feed Me and uh, and Yeah, Man were kind of uh, based on, on on current affairs, really, and commentary on news events. Um, clearly, before uh, uh, before lockdown and before uh, before COVID appeared, we weren't all stuck in front of the TV watching the news for you know eighteen hours a day. So, um, so what what is your uh, other than the news? Um, what what are your general sort of uh, uh, songwriting? Where do, you, where do you get your inspiration? For your lyrics, I just sort of try and write anything that sounds good. To be honest, <laughs> there's no real like um, you know method to it. I just think, yeah, I just try and rhyme it. Really, it's my only thing. <laughs> and um, where do you get your riffs from? I mean, uh, how how does the sort of uh, how does the dynamic between you and Jay? Because as a duo, I know that the other duos, duos I've spoken to have a really kind of tight relationship where they, uh, you know, there's a very sort of almost a, a division of labour where one does this and one does that because they they know who's the best at, at each part of the, the songwriting. How do you two work like that? Yeah, I mean, the riffs just sort of... Uh uh, this sort of, you know, fall from the sky kind of thing. <laughs> I don't like, they just, I pick up a guitar and they kind of happen. Wow. Um, I don't really, yeah, I've never sort of gone, sat down and gone, I'm going to write this kind of riff. It just, I'll just be messing around and then it'll, it'll jump out at me. Yeah. But yeah, writing wise, I will normally write a riff and then sort of write a whole, a structure around it, teach it to Jay, Jay will write his drum part, we'll record it on a phone, Jay will record his part, send it to me on Logic, and then I will do a whole demo around it, I'll do bass, piano, <laughs> uh, harmonica, backing vocals, all that, and I'll, I'll sort of write more lyrics, I'll sort of probably have a chorus when I go in with Jay, but then I won't have the verses, I'll right. work them out, and then just make a whole demo around it, and then send them to our producer Al Groves and you'll go oh that's good oh yeah oh, that's that's terrible <laughs> and then we'll decide if we want to do anything with it yeah it's, it's uh, invaluable having a good producer uh, and having somebody you know having that external influence to say you know guys that's just not working you know uh, and and, um, yeah. and also equally when it is working you know and, and uh, so, you know run with that but uh, but but uh, yeah hide that away for another day kind of yeah, thing he's, he heavily sort of helped shape our whole sound really because he was there from the transition from a four piece to a two piece right and he sort of encourages to do the two piece thing but yeah he really sort of you know nurtured it in its early kind of stage so we've got quite a lot to thank him for really yeah yeah and uh, i guess you see yourself uh, working with him uh, sort of indefinitely in the future then yeah no he's great and you know we the studios he owns the moat museum is like round the corner from my house so it's right. just dead dead easy and convenient yeah yeah no brilliant i mean that's as i say that it, it really shows i think when when you've got that that influence with just that honest feedback you know because uh, I, I know that in in any kind of creative endeavor it's really easy to have people go oh yeah that's brilliant that's brilliant uh, but then you're kind of you know you're raising an eyebrow again really <laughs> you're just telling me that you know so it's yeah. <laughs> you need someone to say that's crap yeah 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 you need that balancing influence i think um, yeah. and, and uh, because it makes the product so much better and uh, you know that, that that explains a lot about your sound really just knowing that you have got that that uh, that sort of external that third party influence definitely so uh, talking of third party influences tell us um, tell us are there any bands uh, on the scene at the moment that you do you recommend anything that you should if we like what you do we should be listening to them as well 
Yeah, there's another band from Liverpool called uh, The Heavy North. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're great, sort of blues rock kind of thing. Great singing, great songs, great guitar. They've got a Hammond organ player as well, which is always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the band we toured with, similar kind of vibe, Sweet Crisis. Uh-huh. They're great. Um, there's a band from America called Daddy Longlegs. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of blues, back to really rootsy blues, but punky. And I've uh, seen them live. They're incredible. Best harmonica player I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. That's Excellent. about it at the minute. Have you ever heard of Source? Do you know Source? No. Oh, not, okay. Not the, the, just uh, it was just somebody that popped into my mind when you mentioned the Heavy North. I think Source uh, were uh, I was I may have even played them in the same show, um, but um, but yeah, they're from Stockport and uh, and they've got a very kind of similar classic rock and roll sound as well. So uh, so yeah yeah, if you haven't heard of Source, have a listen to them. Yeah, I think you think yeah Check yeah pick, pick them up. Um, so uh, we're just uh, sort of into the second half of 2021 already. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year and maybe into into 2022? New music, gigs, tour, album. What you got going on? We are gonna try and release a tune every four to six weeks. We're really right. gonna ramp that up. Um, we've got a gig on the 23rd of July in Liverpool and then mm-hmm. we're going to Brighton, Bristol, we've got one in Glasgow and then we're looking at doing gigs everywhere and everywhere we possibly can really. <laughs> Excellent, I'm going to look forward to that then because uh, uh, when you guys come to Manchester I, I'm, I will be there um, and uh, yeah I can't, can't wait to see you guys play live. So uh, any, any sign of an album? I mean uh, just actually just let me give you some, um, uh, some context to that. Uh, I was talking to uh, Fabio from uh, the Cans uh, who were a kind of pop punk band da- uh, down in London and they, uh, they aren't releasing an album, what they're doing is just single after single after single after single um uh you just mentioned that you're going to be releasing uh, a new track every four to six weeks so um do you will you plan for an album or is it just going to be you know you're just going for the singles i probably will do an album when you've done like 12 of them yeah mm. uh, but i think that's the way it's going these days isn't it it's more singles based yeah, it seems to be. Um, I mean, it's interesting the, the way that uh, the, there seems to be no sort of set rules anymore. You know, what used to happen is you'd put the album together and then the single would promote the album, uh, you know, and you have the single on the album. So you release a single first, sell a few of those. And then when the album comes out, you get, uh, you know, that, that's promoted that and maybe get a second single after the album comes out. But everything seems to be, you know, there's no there's no. Um, uh, no rules anymore you know there's no kind of standard process uh, for any of this so it's interesting to to see certainly fabio's idea of it of just doing single after single but also um you know your idea of um uh, your approach really of uh, of uh, singles singles and singles and singles but then sort of compiling them into an album uh later on so uh, that that's why i asked really is that is that something that you is that the way you see it yeah i, I definitely like to still put albums out um but yeah, it would be a lot. Lots of singles would be on it. A lot, mainly singles, really. I think. Excellent. And uh, just finally, um, uh, on that, have you, when you're aiming to aiming to sort of uh, uh, keep up with a, a very sort of strict release schedule, almost with a, a bit of leeway, um, how much of this is already written, and how much are you relying on yourself being able to conjure up these uh, these magical riffs that fall from the sky? Uh, <laughs> I'd say fifty-fifty on that. Uh, no, I've, we've got. We've got a, a huge backlog of tunes we're waiting to record, so it will be all right, I reckon. 
podcast, so it's all written, but, but I'll just have to not. Write a few new ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's written, but not recorded. Okay, so you're you're, you're sort of uh, yeah, you're pretty safe for a while, and <laughs> you haven't haven't made yeah. commitments that you can't that you can't keep. That's no, well, that's great to know, uh, uh, because you know I'm really looking forward to hearing this. As I say, I'm very very much looking forward to getting familiar with your back catalogue uh, as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, certainly uh, certainly waiting for uh, uh, waiting to hear hear more from you guys as it comes. But until then, yeah, man is out this Friday, the 9th of July. Uh, where can we hear it? Anywhere that streams music. Anywhere that streams music. Perfect. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's good to know. So Spotify, you'll be able to find the links, by the way, on the website uh, on realrobtaylor.com. I will uh, tell you all that about that in just a moment. But for now, Tom, it's been an absolute delight having you on. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. No worries. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to hear Yeah Man and all of Little Trigger's music. Uh, all the links you need are on the show page. Just go to realrobtaylor.com and search for Little Triggers. Get on the guest list while you're there and never miss a show. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Real Rob Taylor. Thanks once again to Tom from Little Triggers for joining us in this episode. And thank you for listening. The Real Rob Taylor on realrobtaylor.com. The Real Rob Taylor is a Readsmore production. All tracks in this show are protected by copyright and have been included with the express permission of the copyright holders. All rights reserved.